0: Well, I want to welcome you to my YouTube channel and my podcast, Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. I am your host, Teresa Ann, and Heavenly Wit Mondays and Heavenly Wit Reminders are based on the book, Heavenly Wit, Seeing Mission Fields in the Midst of Battlefields. What I'm going to be doing today is I'm going to be starting on week two of a book I wrote called 12 Week Bible Study for moms, and it looks just like this, and you can actually purchase it anywhere books are sold. You can find the link to purchase this book in the description box below this video or in the podcast show notes. Today, I'm gonna start on week two, day one, and here's why. Because on May 16th, we did week one, day one through seven, as a sneak peek when I was first releasing this book. So what I love about these studies is they can go for about 20 to 30 minutes, and the actual book itself each day is one page, and it consists of a scripture verse, a commentary, study guide questions, and then a prayer. But just because it's short, it's not to say, okay, I spoon-fed you, you're done for the day. What it's supposed to do is stir your awareness to the Holy Spirit of God who is already there. So often we're praying for the Holy Spirit to come into our moment, but he's already there. It's just our awareness that needs to be turned on to see him, to hear him, to know that he's right there. And the best way to hear his voice is by getting into his word. So that is what's coming up next. week one was grateful heart producing joy and now we're going to be on week two week two starts on page 11 of the 12-week bible study for moms and the title to week two study is be love day one are scripture verses micah 6 8 proverbs 25 21 through 22 and matthew 5 16. sometimes what will happen when I read these devotionals is I may read more than just the scripture that's notated on the actual scripture references for that day. But what I love about it is making sure that we put that scripture into the proper context of how it was written. So I'm going to read chapter 6 of Micah, and this is what it says. So here's Micah speaking on God's behalf, and this is what he says. Stand up and state your case against me. Let the mountains and hills be called to witness your complaints, and now, O mountains, listen to the Lord's complaint. He has a case against his people. He will bring charges against Israel. O my people, what have I done to you? What have I done to you to make you tired of me? Answer me. For I brought you out of Egypt and redeemed you from slavery. I sent Moses, Aaron, and Miriam to help you. Don't you remember, my people, how King Balak of Moab tried to have you cursed and how Balaam, son of Beor, blessed you instead? And remember your journey from Acacia Grove to Gilgal when I, the Lord, did everything I could to teach you about my faithfulness? What can we bring to the Lord? Should we bring Him burnt offerings? Should we bow before God Most High with offerings of yearling calves? Should we offer Him thousands of rams and 10,000 rivers of olive oil? Should we sacrifice our firstborn children to pay for our sins? No, O people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what He requires of you, to do what is right to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. It so reminds me of Isaiah 58. And you have to read that one. That one's a good one. But here, this is like us. We forget so quickly all that God has done because of what's happening right now. And God is recounting to, the, to his people, don't you remember what I did? Are you going to let your circumstances of right now tell you that I am not for you? How often have we done that? How often have we given so much credit to the enemy? That now we're letting everyone pay for it with our attitudes, with the way we treat other people because we're not having our way or because it's just not going the way we planned. So now let's go to Proverbs 25, 21 through 22. If your enemies are hungry, give them food to eat. If they're thirsty, give them water to drink. You will heap burning coals of shame on their heads and the Lord will reward you. That's Proverbs 25, 21 through 22. And then Matthew five sixteen, And I'm going to back up to verse 13. And it says, You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that for what? Why? Why is that important? It says, so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. That is so powerful. So here is the commentary. Being love. It sounds so good, but how do we do this with our children? I know why I must live out God's love, but how do I practically do that? As I read today's scriptures, the how is shown so vibrantly. There's instruction for it. Seriously, here it is walk humbly before God, and from there you will do justly and you'll love mercy. Being love. It begins to happen when we stay in awe of God, as our awe of Him causes us to stay in the heart posture of humility. And just think, humility will never cause us to be humiliated. Think about that, especially with parenting children. When we stay in that heart of worship to God with a grateful heart for our children, that place is where the overflow Of God's love is expressed and revealed so that even our children can freely receive from God. When others see our good deeds, they point others to God so that He is glorified. So here's a study guide How is the Holy Spirit awakening you to stay in the heart of worship as you come alongside your children? The second question is, how can you live out God's love with your children or those you are coming alongside in this life in simple, practical ways? And the third question is, with a heart of worship and loving your children, how can you express it with good deeds so that the Father is glorified? I love these questions because, again, it leads to practical ways of responding to God. And then in our response to the Father, our children benefit from that response. We're not responding to them first. We're responding to Him. And that's where everything shifts and everything changes. And so in the moment of conflict, in the moment of screaming, in the moment of, Oh my God, I want out of here. We can immediately be notified and reminded that we can see the mission field of God in the middle of what seems like a battlefield. So this prayer portion of the study is not to replace your prayer life, but what it will do prayerfully is it will stir you to have a prayer life with the Father. That you won't just be saying to yourself that you have a relationship with God but now you're fellowshipping with him. It cultivates this reminder that it's not just doing life with Christ, but it's truly Christ in us, living in and through us. That's the powerful message of the grace of God, the grace that empowers us to live and rise above sin and do it his way Even in the midst of our weakness, we are able to see his strength arise within us. The prayer that's notated for day one simply says, Lord, I thank you for your son Jesus, who is the expression of your love by your Holy Spirit. I love you, Father, and I thank you for the ability to live in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I pray again that this stirs you to remember that this book will not change your life, but all this book is to do is to point you to the one who will change your life. Thank you again for joining me on my podcast and YouTube channel. Let's talk with Teresa Ann on this heavenly wit reminder. And please make sure that you click the bell for notifications for when I post other videos. Also, thank you so much for liking this video, for sharing it with your friends and family, and even on your social media platforms. Thank you so much for joining me on today's heavenly wit, seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields.